This is Zuby. This is Brett Wilson. This is Brian Peckford. This is Keith Morrison. This is Tim McAuliffe of Sportsnet. This is Dr. Peter McCullough. This is Daryl Sutter, and welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. I hope you are having a great Wednesday morning. Uh, hopefully the week's cruising along for you. What a, a wild game. I, But while I'm recording this, uh, let's just see. Every time I check the score, it seems to bloody well change. Um, it is currently 1-6-3. is 6-3 here in the second period. It seems every time you look away, the, the score is just going everywhere. Um, <clears throat> both goalies pulled. Jim, Jiminy Cricks. Anyways, um, <clears throat> today is a, is a fun little episode uh, we got going on. Um, I have to correct myself, though. Uh, I had said that the comedy night in Hillmond was going to be uh, this Saturday, and I'm not even paying attention. It's it's June 11th. It's next Saturday, and you can purchase tickets through Eventbrite.com. Uh, just type in Hillmond Arena Comedy and Steak Night, uh, and it's brought to you by Crude Master, of course, a, a supporter of the Hillmond community and a supporter of the podcast. So a nice little synergy there. Super cool. Today's episode sponsor is the Deer and Steer Butchery. Of course, it's the old Norman and Kathy James family-built butcher shop on the north side of Highway 16 and Range Road 25. Uh, now it's been renovated fully. Um, and they're, they're doing something really cool that I, I guess I, I don't know this for sure, but I haven't heard of anyone else offering this. So I got to, uh, I got a half, a, a, of a steer or, uh, from them and I went out and, and helped do all the, the meat work. And I thought that was, you know, like that experience is super cool and super unique. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sitting here saying I would go do it again tomorrow, but I do think I'll probably do it every year when I get my meat because now it's weird. I, how can you explain it other than when you cut up your own steak, actually off the bone, um, and have guidance there? I mean, they got they got Barry there. He's got 20 years of experience. He's going to make sure you do it properly and, and you get you know the meat set up the right way and everything else. I just thought it was a really cool experience. took one day uh, and, and got to learn some things and experience how, um, you know, your, your meat gets from the butcher shop to, uh, to your plate. So if you're interested in getting into uh, the butcher shop, do a little uh, cutting up everything else, give them a call, 780-870-8700. Uh, Gartner Management, I was talking with Wade earlier this week. He's got some open spots in the building, whether you're, you know, you're a guy like me looking for a little 12 by 12 single room, or maybe you got uh, multiple employees, he can hook you up with that as well. And I can certainly attest he's been fantastic. Give Wade a call, 780-808-5025. And if you're heading in any of these businesses, let them know you heard about them from the podcast, right? Now on that Ram Truck Rundown brought to you by Auto Clearing Jeep and Ram, the Prairie's trusted source for Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and all things automotive for over 110 years. Two comedians are part of MCP Talent Agency out of Saskatoon. I'm talking about Miles Mortison and Jody Peters. So buckle up, here we go. Well, welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Today I'm joined by Miles Morrison and Jody Peters. So first off, fellas, uh, thanks for taking your eyes off the TV. We scheduled this horrendously, but hey, we're going to do it anyways. So thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Cool. I mean, I was just saying to you, the Oilers for the listener, you know, when this airs tomorrow, uh, win or lose, um, 
we we were just at the end of the first period, and that is a horrific uh, offside call. And you boys don't even know what I'm talking about because I'm swearing at the TV and everything else. Anyways, it's cool to have you boys on. I appreciate it. I'm rambling here because I'm 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 a little distraught over the goal. But anyways, you boys are coming to my hometown, Helmond, uh, for a comedy show this Saturday, and uh, I thought. Um, you know, with my brother helping putting it on, I was just like, geez, well, let's have the boys on. I remember Miles when you first came to Helmond years and years and years ago. And Jody, I actually, I, I feel like I've seen you perform or seen videos of you in today's social media. Who who knows anymore? But uh, I thought maybe for the listener, we'd start with Miles, then Jody. You guys could give a little bit of your background so they kind of get a feel for who uh, they're listening uh, to. Uh, me, I'm up first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my name is Miles. I've been a stand-up comedian for 15 years now. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't know. What do you want to know? I've been doing it a long time. I've been every well, how, time. Uh, yeah, wh- where, where are you originally from, uh, Miles? I, I started in Saskatoon. I've moved around a bit. I, I was in Vancouver, Los Angeles, and Toronto. Uh, and just moved back home to Saskatoon uh, 10 years ago and still, still at her. Well, here, here's a question for you. What made you want to get up on the stage and start speaking? Was it a bet? Was it a dare? Or was it something that like, you know, you grew up watching Jim Carrey or something and was like, you know what? I want, I want to, I want to see if I can perform in front of a live audience and get heckled yeah, and everything else that comes with it. It was, I heard George Carlin's class clown album when I was 11 years old and he gets an auditorium of like 12 or yeah, 1300 people all pop their cheek at the same time. It's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And the second I heard it, my brain just changed. And I was like, well, I have to do that now. <laughs> so that was legitimately uh, why I wanted to do it. And then uh, I must control the mass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. And then I, I got on stage, I think, when I was 20 and uh, haven't stopped since. Have you got a group of people to pop their cheek at the same time? No, I haven't. I mean, it'd be hacky to steal yes, somebody's bit, bit, so I got to come up with my own yeah. version. I don't know what that yeah. would be. But you haven't figured that out yet? And, yeah. like, you know... I, I mean, feed them all laxatives at the same yeah. time. Coordinating like, farts yeah. amongst even 100 people, that is really... It would be pretty cool. Where, where, did you do your, where did you do your first show at? Me? Yeah. Uh, I did it in Saskatoon at the Pat, which is now torn down, uh, just to show my age. And, and was a kick-ass bar. Yeah. Just to show my age. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it it went good enough to do it again. And uh, and my next two went okay. And then I bombed for a couple of years after that. <laughs> and then, and a then, couple uh, of years. Yeah, well, uh, well, yeah, on and off for sure. Yeah, so that's probably the better question to ask is like your first show you walked on and bombed, like it was bad. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. We just, you know, we were joking around, and we should probably tell the story of Hillmont and the guy just being done because I think for a lot of people around here, they'd be like, "I remember that show. I was at the show." But probably, before we get yeah, there, that show was insane. Like we, it was, uh, it was me. I won't say the, the comic's name. Sure. Uh, for the listener, uh, Miles, the show we're talking about is um, he's coming back to Hillmont. And years ago, the, the senior team brought you in for our year-end banquet. So there was, I don't know, 100 people in the small Hillmont Hall. And yeah. Miles was there emceeing and performing and then two other comedians. Anyways, carry on. Yeah. And uh, 
so uh, Scott Dumas was the headliner that night. Super funny guy from uh, from Canmore. Then there was a comic from Calgary, and uh, I can't remember, was I emceeing? I don't even remember now. You're emceeing. Okay, so I go up, and the crowd likes me, and the jokes go over well. And then uh, I bring up this guy who I've never met before, and he goes up and eats it <laughs> so hard that he bombs worse than I've ever seen a bomb in my entire life. And uh, <laughs> I I talked to a comic uh just recently who who still is in touch with him and he said that after that night he legitimately quit comedy <laughs> so hillman has a feather in their cap of ending yeah, a, com- I, a comedian's like yeah, uh, jody yeah, that's what you're walking into <laughs> that's what you're walking into jody is you're walking into a tough crowd was it yeah. a tough crowd i'm trying to remember if, it was, if we were nah, just a- well, this- not didn't you say can how can we be dirty on this thing? Or oh, absolutely! Fire away. Right. So, because you guys are telling us, and then he goes, "Well, this uptight Calgarian," and he blew it with this joke about bestiality. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. That's a bit of a dichotomy there. You're right. I don't <laughs> remember. Yeah. Uptight, you know, big city guy. Well, let's talk about bestiality. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like uh, metrosexual, like very, like well dressed, and like you know. Quaffed oh, yeah. hair and like you know very presentable <laughs> other doing bestiality jokes uh and everybody was like oh wow this is not for us in <laughs> usually Hill that's a formula for success yeah i feel like part of your guys's job or gig or whatever you call it i assume job uh, is is you gotta like read the audience and figure out what they're into pretty quick and yeah. by that time he was just throwing things at the wall, except well, it was I, like a grenade. I, yeah. I'm going to blow the wall and I'm going to walk out of this place and I'm done forever. Yeah. Well, and that's that. Yeah. That's what you do sometimes. <laughs> if you're bombing with your regular material, it usually kicks ass. You're, you're going to, well, I don't know. Let's try this other stuff. Or like, I mean, generally the way I look at it is like, you're probably a fairly funny person, just a funny personality. If you're doing this job. So start talking to people. If they if they're going to give you anything, just be funny and charming like you, your normal self. And, and you can sort of get a little traction that way. And if you can get a little traction and kind of get them on your side a bit, then you, hey, slip in some of your material again. And, and you might be able to carry on from there. But, well, or, or, or just go straight for BCL jokes. <laughs> or go for some BCL jokes. <laughs> I'm glad I was a part of history. I mean, I feel, I feel bad. I feel really bad for him. But the fact that, uh, the fact that that doesn't happen every day, the fact you've been in comedy as long as you have, and you're saying that was the worst you've ever seen a comedy, a comedian blow it. I'm like, holy crap. That's why I remember it then. Because I'm like, normally I I don't know if I would remember anything, but as soon as you bring it up, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember being in the building that night. I remember him bombing bad. I remember him getting heckled by people that I know and love. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> that's where we're going right now we're, we're gonna heckle a comedian all right i, I guess so because this is this we'll is somewhere else somewhere. at one point the the headliner comes back on almost to give him the yank because he's yeah. just like "Ooh, yeah. this is this is i better go help him right but there was no helping after that it was just like everybody was like time to go home it's time time to go home and i think the guy he kind of gave up you know what i mean like you bombed in a town you said it's a crowd of a hundred um i mean you know it's not like news gonna oh just fly across the country you'll <laughs> never be able to play anywhere again yeah. you know yeah. you bumped yeah. oh, that's it you're completely fucked 
Yeah, nobody in Toronto is going to be like, oh, we heard about that hill yeah, bond yeah. show. Oh, we're going to take a chance on this guy. <laughs> I heard he couldn't cut it in Helmont. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's like the roast of Helmont. It was just that, like, yeah, his ego couldn't recover from that, though. There's oh, no, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody, everybody is bombed. And everybody's bombed so hard where, like, the worst bombs is when you're doing, like, uh, a corporate show. So there's probably not another comedian there, you know, and, and like, so like, or I'm, just, I'm trying to think like probably 20 years ago, something like that. I did, I was still kind of making like 500 bucks a show. And so I was doing this and I was the, the replacement. It was supposed to be Martin Yanofsky. The pianist. Oh, I don't know. He's okay. a, he's a humorist and he's a, he's a concert pianist. He's, he's, extremely amazing on piano and then he makes some jokes and stuff like that and great but he couldn't make it or he was sick whatever anyway so he had suggested hey use jody like you know so he would kind of throw me gigs once in a while 500 bucks i go there and it was this uh gig for like the the zoo society like you know the, the forestry farm in saskatoon yeah. and saskatoon's got like the shittiest zoo of all time it's just terrible you know, and so I used to do a bit about it, and and I didn't know these people were on the zoo board. Nothing. They were just they were just this group. It wasn't a fundraiser for the zoo. Like I didn't, it wasn't that obvious. It was just that they were like really, really mega rich. Like the guy who organized this, like yo, these are like the skull and bones type of people right. in Saskatoon. Like, they were like this one guy was wearing a necklace made of gold, like a big, like almost like a Mr. T, not a braided chain, but like with all these little sort of like. Look like quasi, you know, World War One <laughs> Nazi, World War One German sort of crosses on it. And I was like, mm, is this really where I should be right now? It's gold they stole in the war. <laughs> That's tooth gold. That's what that is. Anyways, um, so so yeah, it was a bunch of richy riches. And I'm doing this stuff about being a, from a farm and all that stuff. And then I was talking about the Saskatoon Zoo and uh, and like and how they, there's nothing in the Saskatoon Zoo that you've not seen dead on the highway around Saskatoon. <laughs> and, and I said, there's a lot of one-eyed, three-legged animals in the zoo. And like, it's silence. <laughs> and I'm like sweating. Cause I know I've done something. I know, I know I did it. And I know, but I don't know the exactly air, what it was. Left but, the room. but yeah, I, and uh, the guy who hired, like was you know running the thing. He kind of, he just looked at me and goes, this was <laughs> giving you the curtain call and no more no more of that he goes he told me i should have i should have told you beforehand like he's like a mega rich super rich crazy you know like they like one woman didn't turn her chair around to watch me didn't turn her didn't right didn't even face me you know what i mean you know you're not going to do well and when they're it. not willing to turn their chair to face to watch the, the ad, show to watch that they the paid for yeah well jody what what's i, I got a little of the miles's background what's what's your background like why am i brown <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weird question but um, no, uh, I, uh, why are why are you brown <laughs> oh, no that's not the right uh, one <laughs> no no uh no I, I i grew up on a farm outside of saskatoon uh and went to a little sorry my dog is being an idiot so, oh, it's all good. Uh, uh, I went to like, like a little town, like Aberdeen. Like it was 450 people, maybe or something like that. And so, like a lot of my act is sort of, you know, uh, 
centered around growing up small town, small town Brown. Um, I don't know if you've noticed. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, it's not good. It's not a good look to throw your dog, is it? There's a bed there. There's a bed, and I room. Podcast listeners are just gonna hear a dog getting chucked out the window. <laughs> here's a question for you fellas i assume when you bomb it really bad and hopefully on saturday that is not the case (laughs) i don't think it will be the case but when you bomb it is this a good way to promo a show is just talking about bombing for 20 minutes (laughs) i don't know i'm laughing i'm having a good time i assume you have to uh it's got to be almost like a short memory right like i'm you know, I'm a hockey guy. You get beat bad in a hockey game. You don't quit hockey. You go, well, it's yeah. best of seven. Yeah. We got to show up the next game and uh, let's not do what we did last time and learn from our mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And those are the stories you talk about. Yeah. That's what forms you, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the people who, um, the only laughs you'll ever get when you're bombing are from the other comedians yeah. La- laughing at you bomb. They're not <laughs> laughing at your jokes. They're laughing at you. Just sweat the silence you know, and, uh, and they're just happy it's not them. And they hear the little waver in your voice where they usually hear confidence. And they're like, ah, ah. <laughs> you just, yeah, man, that's, that's the only laughs you get. And so like the, the, I guess, I don't know, the danger, sometimes the way out is to, to start playing to the comics, which yeah. is really, really fun. But if you're bombing and you play to the comics, you're probably not going to get better laughs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, what, what do you mean play to the comics? You mean like talk? No, yeah, actually, like, like at them. Or yeah, but you're, them you're you're doing like you're probably not going to do material anymore. You're just talking about stuff that they would find funny, and and you know that they are looking at this situation and thinking it's ridiculous. So you're kind of talking about the situation without really pointing out who's who or anything like that. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um, but it, yeah, it doesn't win you favor with the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's the kind of thing that's so endearing about it is nobody's 100% safe from not bombing. Like yeah. Seth Meyers was just talking like last week or the week before about some big charity event they did for whatever thing is going on in the States right now. And, uh, <laughs> and him and uh, some SNL alumni just like, fucking ate it in front of a crowd <laughs> of like 3,000 like Hollywood types. Oh, <laughs> I just had to leave the building like with their heads down like everybody <laughs> hated them. And it's Seth Myers, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. insane. So it's 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 kind of cool that that could always happen. Yeah. But that said, small town shows are our thing. Like, that's yeah. what we do now. So we're, they're so Let me ask you uh, two comedians small town Saskatchewan uh, or doing shows in small town Saskatchewan would a thing like the Chappelle getting tackled on stage or Chris Rock getting slapped on stage. Does that worry you at all? Cause as a, as a guy, I'm like, geez, like, isn't that the whole yeah. point? Like, have you ever had anything remotely like that where a guy wanted to confront yeah. you on stage? Yeah, lots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for a long time. No, not, it's been a while, but uh, yeah, you have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a few situations where like I've kicked other guys out that were trying to mess with my friend on stage. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. No, never. I never fought on stage. I didn't fought. I did have to peel a guy off of another comic. 
and pull him out. He was like fish hooking uh, uh, the comic. And I, I, uh, I saw a guy, not me, but another comic. Some guy tried to run up on stage and he took like the 30 pound mic stand oh, and yeah. hit him in the chest with it and knocked him over. And uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> but, I, yeah. yeah, I mean. No, there's lots of stories of guys. Like there was one. There was one that was kind of out of the States. There was like one of these uh, open mics in Vegas for like, some, I don't know. And it was a comic on comic. And the other guy, the other comic felt quite bad that he got bumped or something like that. And he tried getting on and the guy just straight up like gave him a front kick, like right in the chest. As <laughs> yeah, he was it, coming back on, he goes, don't, don't come at me, whatever. And he's to warn him. Yeah. And he just takes the mic stand out of the way. <laughs> straight in the chest. Yeah. It's like, whoa. It's, it's very rare. Yeah. And especially that's all, all these stories that I have for sure are all before everybody had a cell phone too. Yeah. So that put an end to that, but that used to happen too often, too often. <laughs> Yeah, ten, 10 years ago or more, and now it doesn't happen at all. Then once in a while, like you're saying, months. before cell phones, people yeah. used to rush the stage all the time. Not all the rushing time, it, but but, but I mean, but enough where it wasn't like, oh, we got rushed last. You know, not rushed. I just mean one person. I I assume yeah, you're not yeah, meaning yeah. fifteen people are beastiality's no, been well, said. It's always it's just going. like one guy that was super drunk, and you know the comic made fun of them and heckled and they went back and forth and he basically got turned into looking like an ass in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. So now that's his way to save face is now he's going to come up and fight the comic. And that I've seen that happen a handful of times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so like the Will Smith thing and all that stuff was like nothing new. Like everybody that's done comedy for a long time has seen that before, but never on grand stage. Here's the yeah. thing, and I, I mean, I don't know anything about Will Smith or Chris yeah. Rock, really. Like, I don't know. I've never heard any stories or any that kind of stuff. Um, Will Smith did some training, boxing. Obviously, he did all E. You know, yeah. so he did a lot of training. So he knows how to how to throw a decent shot, and he totally suckered Chris Rock on that. Because who expects on national TV to have someone come up and rock you in the face? <laughs> I mean, like a sucker punch is when you're like not expecting this. You're expecting, okay, let's have some jokes and get back to being on television in the biggest award show of our industry, like whatever. And then he gets pounded in the face and then like, like he took that and just came back and made jokes. And I think if that would have been like a not on television, like in a club or in a bar. I think Chris Rock would have had a little bit more answer for that. Like, oh he yeah. yeah, he was angry. You know, you don't get punched in the face and not get angry. <laughs> he just yeah. was really cool about He's a it. Pro. He made some jokes. He carried on. He kept the night going, right? Yeah. But you do that in some dingy club, they will be rolling on the ground. Like I said, and I don't know Chris Rock. I don't know anything about him. Other than you don't just get to do that. <laughs> well, I did I did a show one time and I, I basically the comic was making fun of somebody in the back and and you know the guy heckled so he just berated him and ripped him apart and the guy got super mad and basically rushed to the stage and that's uh that's where he, he hit him with the mic stand, turned into a whole fight, and then he was he was fish hooking him and I had to pull the guy off and throw him out of the comedy club. It was bananas and uh and the comic says, well, I got to I gotta go and clean up. Like, I'm bleeding. I got to go, like, wash myself off. 
so go back on stage but i had already done my set and like didn't have more jokes and i was like oh no what do i do and so i grabbed the mic and everybody is just sitting in shock silence like it was it felt a very small town version of that will smith thing and i grabbed the mic and i went well, it's hard to be funny after there's been violence and everybody busts all out me. They're like, oh, okay, we can talk about this. This is going to be fun. And we made fun of both of them for like 10 minutes after that. So, yeah. yeah I don't know. The, the um, situation with Chappelle, was, did that guy end up being, was he crazy or something? Or what, what was I don't the deal? Know. Like, there was no... I don't know. Like, yeah, he had... He had a he had a plastic gun with a, a knife in it. Gun. Oh, which so I'm, I mean, is this suicide by Chappelle? Is that what you said? I don't know. Like, because I, I mean, you know, you know, Dave Chappelle. I don't know. Like again, I don't know him, yeah. but he seems to roll with a bit of an entourage, and usually within those entourages, like one humongous maniac. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, do you like you basically if you're gonna do that, you gotta take all right. Time to take on the maniac. Like I'm not gonna actually fight Chappelle. Yeah. Like I'm gonna think, get a couple of shots in. I think that's what's gonna kill me. <laughs> but I think that's what's surprising about Chappelle. He's like, I don't know, a comedy god, right? Like he's at the top of the peak. For anyone to get on stage with him blows you away. But I also think, you know, I never thought I'd bring up Kim Kardashian on my podcast, certainly. But she another got, legendary comedian. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> She, but she got kidnapped, right? Back in Paris. And you're like, how does that happen with somebody who's like uber wealthy, famous, blah, 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 blah. Right? She ended up coming. Yeah. I yeah. I that, haven't, was, that was like. I haven't kept up with the geez, Kardashians. I know. I'm not even close. Yeah. <laughs> Are either really of wild. you married? Come on. With the, with my wife and the Kardashians, it's just like, yeah. I, I know way too much. Way too much, guys. <laughs> No, yes, you do. Yes, yes, I do. I, I, maybe we know too little because I didn't know that she'd been kidnapped. Well, this is this is a couple years ago. Like, now. A couple years was, ago. Was it a successful kidnapping? Like this this person, she actually was taken away. Um no, I think if memory serves me correct, actually uh um David Letterman's David Letterman's new show where he sits down one-on-one on Netflix with uh different people, right. kind of like this, right? It's a very yeah, yeah, yeah. interactive uh show. He talked to her about it and she, she talks openly about, you know, being held against her will. And, um, they eventually leave. It was in her hotel room. And I think they steal a bunch of her like jewelry and stuff. You can imagine how much of that stuff's worth. Uh, I think there was at the time, maybe her wedding ring or engagement ring, probably her engagement ring. Who knows? Everything had diamonds on it of hers, I'm sure. But yeah, no, it was, it was, and it was in France. <laughs> oh, I, those are righteous bucks. Huh. A couple hundred bucks. That did that happen to coincide with the season finale of the show? No, yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> Tune in next season when yeah. what happens with Kim? She's like, get me the fuck out of here. That's the thing though about like even Chris Rock and Will Smith, like both those guys roll with like a whole team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, was, you, but you, I mean, okay, but Chris Rock wouldn't have had anybody at that event. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is if you're Chris Rock, Chappelle's events, you know, it was a, yeah, he would have been there with uh, his boys. The funniest thing, Chris Rock came out. He said, "Is Will Smith? Was that Will Smith?" Yeah. It's great. <laughs> you you think it? You think it? At for Chris Rock at an award show like that, they probably have security. But when you're dealing with a whole bunch of Hollywood stars, you're not really that worried about it. Even while he's walking up there, you, Chris Rock's probably thinking, 
ah, here comes Will. Will didn't yeah. like that last joke. We're going to have a little interaction. We'll carry on. Yeah. When it's Dave Chappelle at one of those big theaters, you would have thought they would have had like, nobody's getting on the stage. Yeah. Because you was the guys chasing him. And then he took off this way and they both went boom, boom, and slid. <laughs> and then he got that after him. Oh, so good. Yeah. I want to see I mean, award ceremonies go back to what they had in Blues Brothers, like just the chicken wire fence to keep yeah. people out, you know? Exactly. <laughs> what, uh, how hard is it? Uh, I assume you guys got to be like over the moon that things are opening up. People get to come watch your shows. Yeah. Like, I mean, your entire industry pretty much went in the, in the toilet. How, how yeah. much fun has it been getting back in front of live audiences? The best. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's uh, like for as much as yes, we love getting on stage and being funny and entertaining people. Like there's a certain amount of, uh, um, that's also cathartic for ourselves. Like that's what's what we use to get things off our chest and things that bother us and whatever, and get our crazy out. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, not being able to do that for a, a while, like, is shitty. You know, like I, I separated. Like during COVID, I separated, getting a divorce, and like, don't get me wrong, it's going great. But I mean, like. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, you, you usually have comedy to, to make fun. You make fun of yourself. You make fun of the situation. Whatever. You get other people laughing about what is the grossest thing that's going on for you at the time. It makes you feel better about it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, not having that sucks. Yeah, it's a type of therapy, right? Yeah, man. Getting it's it off your chest. And then, I mean, every, nobody, I, I love, uh, I don't think we all laughed enough during the last couple of years. I mean, you couldn't. But like literally any avenue to do it was gone, right? Yeah. Unless Dave Chappelle left, uh, released another stand-up on Netflix or something. There was yeah. there was nothing to go see live. Like everything was done. Yeah, there was only like a few friends of ours that put on like the backyard sort of comedy shows. Like last summer, yep. and it would sort of, it opened up a bit and then that turned out to be a horrendous mistake. Yeah. And like COVID went crazy again and it all locked down again. What did you think of the backyard shows? Did you, did you guys get to do a couple of those? We did. Yeah. 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 They're pretty fun. I mean, like getting in front of a crowd is always fun. And, and the thing is like, then, I mean, you like, these people who hadn't seen anything live for quite a while. So like, they're, you're like, Hey, today I stubbed my toe. And they're like, wow. You hear that? Stubby's told this fucking crash crazy. You know, it was like the easiest laughs of all time. Yeah, yeah everyone was just so pumped to be around people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Sit in the sit in a backyard, have a beer, a fire, and yeah. somebody try and make you laugh. Yeah, you didn't have yeah, to laughing directly into each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we all I know we all want to get back to the Oilers game. I usually do a little segment at the end, and for you guys, I've I've just you know, Crude Master is my final uh sponsor for this little segment he's final five and they're this major sponsor for for the event coming up here in helmond um oh, we so, love curb master i love curb master yeah. hi curb master you're yeah. amazing <laughs> well you could purchase tickets here's my shameless promotion uh through eventbrite helmond arena comedy and steak night brought to you by you know friend of the podcast crude master transport heath and tracy mcdonald so two two uh questions for you boys one is, what's your favorite place? You know, you're coming to the bustling metropolis of Helmond. What other small town Saskatchewan are you like, man, I can't wait to go back there because that was a ton of fun. Because I assume there had, I mean, that's all Saskatchewan is, is little Hillmonds all over the place. Yeah. Oh, 
man. <laughs> when we did Lac Pelche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where is Lac Pelche? Uh, down it's south. down by Swift Current, yeah. kind of. Um, yeah, we, we, we like, they took us out in their boat, like during the day and, uh, and went water skiing on an upside down table, like a poker table. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Like it was unreal. It was, Dude was on a chair. There was a lot of drunken shenanigans. Yeah. And, I was on a chair culture. on a platform and, and water skiing. And then they, they, water ripped, table. they ripped the, they called it uncle Bob and it's their, their uncle Bob used to do it or yeah, something. He was the king of it. They'd pull the upside down poker table by the dock, and people on the dock would oh, hand yeah. them like like a hand beer him. and a cigar fishing and, rod. and a fishing rod. <laughs> and he kept grabbing. Yeah, you have to have a cigarette. It's yeah, pretty yeah, awesome. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> there, was, there was an order to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he had by the end of it, he had like a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was pretending to read while he was sitting on the chair yeah. fishing. That was and, pretty fun. Yeah. They sold you an experience, is what you're saying. It wasn't the yeah. show, it was the experience of going yeah, there and everything around. I was there all day and, like, yeah, just drank and partied with the people. It was super fun. And then we did the show and it was just packed house. And just, you know, every small town in Saskatchewan is full of just, just, you know, good time people that like having fun and laughing. So, yeah, the shows drink, are always good times. So. And drinking some Pilsner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I, uh, yeah, when I was, I mean, I've been doing this quite a while. So, uh, when I was a younger comedian, I would partake in many, many pilsners and all sorts of booze. I don't know. I don't drink with the pub as much as I used to. Yeah, me too. But maybe in Hillmont. Maybe yeah, we'll change in that in Hillmont. Rip it up. <laughs> Final one. If you could perform then anywhere, um, you guys have performed like all across Canada, overseas, different spots here, there, everywhere. Where's one spot on your bucket list that you're like, man, I'd really like to check that one off. Oh, uh, I actually, I got picked for the Halifax comedy festival, uh, in 2020. Uh, so I would like to do that, but it was postponed oh, yeah. due to the pandemic. Oh, and, uh, oh, yeah. I have not, uh, got an invite back yet. So I'm kind of, that's one that I'd, I'd like to do that seems doable, but I, yeah. Uh, I haven't checked that box yet, so I want to do the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. I've yeah, I have tons of shows in Manitoba and so that, but I've never gotten chosen to do Winnipeg Comedy Festival. You're the first guy to say I'd like to go to Winnipeg, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> hey, Flight 22A was Hawaii. Flight 22B is Winnipeg, yeah. and Jody yeah. Peters is on that, and he's yeah. happy. There's I'm going everybody. to Winnipeg. Have fun surfing. Yeah, we should. Uh, you can tell we just like we're grizzled road comics, yeah. Dad. Because you're like, oh, where would you like to play anywhere in the world? We could have said Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like for we're like if I go to Hawaii, then I'm getting the, the Ferrari. Yeah, and I'm doing the whole Magnum tour. Yeah, I, my my focus is split. I'm in Hawaii. Winnipeg. So you guys. For the, for, for the show in Hillmont, for the show in Winnipeg, whatever, you guys load up in a vehicle and hammer across. You got like a little like pregame ritual you do on the, on the road, or is it like one guy gets in the driver's seat, the other guy's napping, or is it, there, there's no. We just, we pretty much laugh the entire way. Yeah. Like okay. basically, like depending on how long the drive is, there'll be some serious talk for a while. But then there's going to be some like crazy laughs where you're probably 
so whoever's driving might actually go off the road like because <laughs> you're crying or whatever like it's just a, like we get i don't know we're pretty bad with that actually yeah, like, yeah. where we have like we get each other laughing so hard that we, we're excited for we self-driving actually, cars yeah, <laughs> so that we're not putting ourselves so in we just sit in the back and laugh <laughs> here's a well. question for you as we end it's 7 36 the oiler game's going along there is 12 minutes to go in the second period guesses on the score four four that was decent i'm gonna say four three oilers six three colorado whoa eight, not even eight minutes into the second period like whoa, this is this, this series is gonna be wild i hope the oilers pull it off and come back either way Saturday night, boys. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting up with you two, sharing a Pilsner after the show, because I'll make sure I twist your arm on that. Uh, mm-hmm. and it'll be great to shake your hand in person. Appreciate you hopping on. Uh, safe travels, and we'll catch up to you Saturday, and thanks for doing this. Sounds Thank you. Good. Thanks for having us, man. See you soon. Cheers.